Hello and welcome to season one, episode four of Thought for Thought. Today we'll be looking at how this podcast came to be and non-human animals and their rights compared to that of human animals. So today with us as a special guest is the guy who pretty much started it all, Presley Cheche. You might remember him from our second episode or third episode. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but he was there with us. I You might have heard in the background saying him saying ha, hu, hum, because that's pretty much all he said during that podcast. But <laughs> here he is with us today, the man, the myth, legend, Presley Cheche. Say hi, Presley. Thank you, man. Hi, everyone. How many viewers do we have? Um, 12 <laughs> or 3. 54. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all the three viewers. Thank you. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. he's here. And if, if you don't know about this, I'll, let, I'll tell you now that Presley was one of the first people that started this podcast. And the reason we wanted to kind of have him on the podcast today was because we're going to discuss how this podcast even started in the first place, because it is episode four. Uh, toward when we're nearing the end of our season here but we this this whole part podcast started way 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 back a couple of months ago when we worked on a project in our philosophy class uh it was an award we worked for an award called the young philosophers award which happens in ireland but now they're doing it worldwide too and our topic was gene editing we did well we actually won a surprise in some category and then I, one day I suggested, you know, why not do this every week? Why not make a video podcast every single week? Wouldn't that be fun and have it centered around philosophy? Wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? Yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead. Um, basically, how it happened was, um, well, Presley and um, Shari, uh, they created the idea and they asked me if I wanted to do it too. And I'm like, sure, why not? So uh, a lot, a lot of people decide to go with a written format, but we decide to go with, hey, why not record it? Why not speak? And um, so we needed a camera, microphone, all that, and that's where David comes that's, in. That's where I come in. I am uh, the, the school, um, the the photographer of the school, really. And this then last year transitioned more into videographer because. Um, I had the equipment and the software to kind of take that over. Um, I ended up using the mic that we're using right now, which is a pretty nice, pretty sweet microphone, if you ask me. And um, uh, I, I basically went in and shot video for events such as... Um, the Young Philosophers Award, which um, which is mentioned in this episode, and also BT Young Scientists and a couple of other things. Yeah, but remember, remember how we came up with the name, like Thought for Thought. It's actually, I I always thought it was a nice name, but Presley, yeah. give us a bit of insight yeah. of how you even came up with this name, because yeah. it is yours. Oh, it was it was a genius idea. Definitely man. was. I actually found it in a. On Netflix. Really? Uh, it was a movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's somebody else's podcast name. So It's an imaginary it podcast. Like, we call it Thoughts for Thoughts. So I moved the S and I called it Thought for Thought. <laughs> Damn. Genius, isn't Presley? it? It's pretty it's a genius. Stroke of genius. <laughs> but the podcast started off as for the school, wasn't it? It wasn't our podcast. It was yeah. a school podcast. It, it wasn't an idea like, you know, like this is our podcast. It's It belongs to us. It was a school podcast. We were doing it for the school. And it was going to stay with the school when we leave. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And, but, and uh, one of the problems that we had was that, well, for starters, it was a great idea. Like, a lot of people were very, very excited, I remember. I mean, uh, if I remember correctly, like, when we came up with the idea originally and we were talking to teachers and we were talking to students, Presley and Dylan, you'll remember this. Like, remember when we walked yeah. into the staff room, how excited people were, Presley? Remember that? Yeah. There, yeah. there were students asking us and everything when the podcast will start. Yeah. And um, I'd like to go back to a minute to the uh, Young Philosophers Award. What we actually won was uh, we won in the subcategory of um, group uh, efforts or, or teams kind of like. And um, 
we got second place practically. We got um, well, it didn't say first, second, and third, but it was um, it was basically like a tie. They gave two awards for the same category. Yeah, kind of. So we got sidestepped, and, um, and by the way, we got sidestepped by a guy who who gave that, his <laughs> argument was an ontological argument. And if you don't know what that is, wait until see, uh, the first episode of season two. We'll explain the whole thing. So until yeah. then, let's get back to the pod, how we even started this podcast. So like I was saying, right. like people were super, super excited. Like you, we had students was, coming up yeah. to us. We had teachers coming up to us. We had people booked and we were doing this whole thing. And David was so helpful with his uh, camera equipment and Dylan. Yeah. We and were just I planning everything out. mic as well. Yeah, it was a really I exciting provided. time. Yeah, he did. But then uh, we, we ran into a major issue. Like uh, yeah. we have interviewed some teachers. Um, we had... Uh, completed like two or three podcasts at the time uh, and we ran into a major issue where we were one told that we were not allowed to leave class anymore uh, to um, record these podcasts and second of all some of the questions we asked from the students to the teachers we were told that we were told that we weren't allowed to ask these questions which means also, we were given a time limit. We were told to limit our podcast to 15 minutes. and Which is we just unfair. Believed, yeah, it is very unfair. You can't talk about the topics we wanted to talk about within 15 minutes. And it's not uh, like so the topics, it's the questions we were asking to teachers were inappropriate. To a certain degree, they were, but they were just playful. No, nothing, there wasn't any bad intentions. But the problem was that they were trying to censor philosophy. They were like, you can't talk yeah. about certain philosophical ideas, which, if you think about it, goes against the whole idea of philosophy. Philosophy is all about putting... It goes against critical thinking. Exactly. It, it, put it, everything it, on the table and examine it, no matter how controversial. They, they told us they didn't want anything at all that might be a little bit controversial, which means basically all our previous podcasts and everything we talked about, it was just striked out. We couldn't talk about it. Yeah. Just... I think I was very disappointed, but can you really blame the school, though, for, for censoring no. us? I mean, it is a school, no. though. And maybe philosophy shouldn't be in a school. The principal maybe. was just covering, you know, her back and, and she was trying to protect I was school. very disappointed, but I could, I could really understand why she had to do it. I don't think it was the best way to do it, but because it was, it was really hard. Yeah, man, we, we put a lot of effort into it. Just getting our, our mm. dreams crushed. David, you didn't get to be there, but was David no, there? No, no, he wasn't. Oh, uh, no. I, I, I was there for the aftermath oh. of some of those Yeah, meetings. he was. And oh, I was, I, I was actually trying to encourage Sherry to keep going because he almost ended the whole thing a few times. I definitely so oh, yeah. wanted to end the project. Twice. Um, I remember the first oh, time for Presley, we ended it after we did a podcast with a teacher. I was like, okay, this is it. This is the end. Like, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> but the teacher convinced me. He was a nice guy. Still is a nice guy. He's an amazing person. Yeah. And we came back. Teacher. Yeah. yeah. And the second time, I think it happened after we did the whole editing. We made it really basic, non-controversial as it can get. Okay. Oh. And they still had a problem with it. And then me and David, we had a little back and forth and we, he kind of convinced me. So we, we went back to editing and I don't know if you know this, but like podcasts take a very long time to edit. Like me and David will sit there for maybe two hours in front of a computer screen and just edit. It's, it's, it's very time consuming. And to take in fact, a look, Sherry would be way away. Um, he wouldn't even be there. He'd be working through something like uh, shoot, what's the name of it? Team Viewer yeah. with me. So that made it even more difficult for Shari to help me edit. And then on top of that, uh, they kept telling us to cut an hour-long podcast down to 15 minutes. To go through an hour hour's worth of content to get 15 minutes is almost impossible. It's stupid. It's, it's stupid. Not and that's that. not what podcasts are. And yeah. not only that, they told us that uh, all the hour-long podcasts, um, they can't keep a person's attention. If a person genuinely enjoys something, like I've watched like two hour-long videos without realizing it because I like the content of the videos. 
and um, to say someone it won't catch their attention it will if they enjoy the 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 subject of philosophy in general now the fact that they told us to keep it 15 minutes and only put the best parts in there um it baffled me because the the best parts are only the best parts with the worst parts of the podcast well you know what not the worst parts but the parts that are more serious in there as well like we weren't trying to make a bad comedy podcast we were trying to make like a, a more serious, of an educational podcast we yeah. were trying to yeah not only entertain but educate people at the same time but uh, yeah. david i think you weren't there when this happened but Presley, you'll remember this, and Dylan, of course, you will. Rem- you know, you were there, to, uh, <laughs> David, for the first part, at least. Remember when we were doing the very first podcast with uh, our philosophy teacher, and mm-hmm. we proposed the first idea, and the idea was that for the philosophy bit, we're going to do uh, a part on marriage, marriage. Uh, marriage as a whole, and how oh, you know how yeah. the idea of marriage has kind of changed over the years, and whether it's good or bad, or can new things be proposed? Can marriage be changed? That was the idea. I thought it was a pretty important question. I thought it, it was is. interesting because marriage, uh, you know, what marriage means has kind of, in a way, changed. Evolved. Evolved, yes, it exactly. Evolved, Good work. Yeah. Evolved, and we proposed that to the principal. The principal did not like that at all. So we went back to the drawing board. We came up with uh, free will versus determinism. That's what we ended up doing in the end, and it was interesting enough. I liked it. I li- I listened to the podcast a couple of days ago. That specific podcast, and it went it went pretty well. But, but we just before that meeting, down. Presley, you remember when uh, the principal called us into the room? And we sat with her, and Dylan was playing soccer outside. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That meeting. Goalie. You know, we, I, had, I hadn't eaten my lunch. I was very, I had a headache, my tummy was aching. I was pissed already, essentially. And <laughs> Dylan was outside playing football or soccer. And he comes into the meeting uh, with the principal, barges in. You know, me and Presley have already been kind of talking, mediating how we're going to approach the situation. I swear on my mother's life, this guy just comes in, literally barges into conversations. It's not only cutting me off because I have shit to say, like I've planned it out what I'm going to say and how I'm going to argue a case. This guy cut me off. Not no, only Dave did he, wasn't there for it. No, not only no, did I he cut me there, off. But I heard Cherry. I heard Cherry. And how irritated he was after it. Oh my God, the poor guy. He cut guy off the principal. What did you do Twice. God damn it. Yeah. Presley, you talk. Well, 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 well the principal was bullshitting back. <laughs> no, she was bullshitting. But, you know, I was approaching the uh, conversation completely different to you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was chaos in that room, actually. Because you were on two different, two different pages, actually. Yeah. You were talking top of two different things, two different Exactly. Topics. I was talking about another thing. You were talking about another thing because you went out and played soccer, but me and Presley were on the same page. I didn't and even know that. When you took control of that meeting, I was, I was like, God it. damn it. You, know, you guys didn't tell me that we had that meeting. <laughs> I was just calling no, because for you it. Were I was out playing, playing football. Soccer. You were yeah, out playing I didn't football. know that meeting was happening. It always happens. No, I had no idea. You gotta be there. David, you were there, weren't you? No, he wasn't. I, I no, wasn't he was there, there I, but I, I, told I was him about there him. after. Yeah. No, uh, he was there afterwards. This was before our first episode, so he wasn't there for it yet. Um, <laughs> no, I, was, um, wait. I was pissed for a couple of days after Did that. she talk to us before our first episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we did the uh, the interview first before we did the, the philosophical podcast. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We, we did. Oh, so she, she saw the interview and she was like, oh, no, yeah, uh, that's that what interview, said. that interview was beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm very sad because <laughs> the first time we did the interview, right, the mic ran out of battery midway yeah. through and we didn't notice. So none of it was saved, like zero. Oh, the, the mic was a constant problem. Yeah. I remember with the, uh, with another podcast, we did the entire podcast. Then after it was just like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't working. Then we had to do it again the next day. Tell him, man, uh, Presley, tell him the story you were talking about when we were sitting with the maths teachers that kind of encouraged us to do the podcast again. Oh, yeah, that that was... It was was very motivational, man. I mean, we were just sitting in his class and we were all just, like, pissed. We're like, it's done. 
say we have to tell you something, you know. We're finished. We're going home. We're packing our bags. But don't you remember the part like, no, where no. we pressed record and then Dylan, we, I told, or we told Dylan to record and he never actually clicked record. So we ended up doing a 30 minute <laughs> podcast just talking by ourselves without it ever recording. In my defense, podcast, David man. did that too. I remember for, for the philosophy award one, right? Da- David did that too. He clicked it. That was our best. That was our best. That was a 30 minute conversation. Right. So, so that was uh, no, yeah, but fair enough. But this was our best podcast, best for the um, (laughs) this was the best podcast that we had yet done. David comes over and he goes, Guys, I didn't record, so we did a full, complete podcast. Like, it was only 10 minutes. yeah, for the competition, yeah. and he for it's easy to do, right? It's easy to do, and um, in fairness, we, we we couldn't have done we couldn't have used the half that footage anyway because it would have been uh, too considered too controversial. Yeah. We were actually talking about um, not about um, uh, sexism and uh, you know all that, but where it comes from and why it happens and um which is an important issue we, we, it's like addressing yeah. the problem which is which is the yeah. point of philosophy really but then again it would have offended somebody yeah it would have um did, and um did she say no to that as well no but uh, presley the thing was that some of the things she wouldn't have said she would have never said no to the lgbt stuff because or sexism stuff because she know she knew that this would paint the school in a bad light or this would make her look like she was homophobic or sexist but she wasn't but she wasn't uh, willing to sit there and talk about marriage because she didn't want to offend quote-unquote offend any single parents so she, uh, like obviously offense yeah. is subjective Plus, so she clearly pick and chose what was yeah. okay and what was not yeah man i mean i could be single i'm like oh thank god i got divorced <laughs> i hate that man you know yeah. thank god i got divorced yeah. but where but where is religious people uh or, or very religious people uh who are catholic not protestant i think it is i'm not sure mm. yeah uh they, they they would be against divorce based on their faith yeah but that was yeah. another issue we couldn't mention them because of you know obvious reasons we didn't want to cause controversy but let's move yeah. on from religion because we did yeah. enough of that last podcast. Um, mm. Now let's move on to the part where we kind of sat down and we reinvented the podcast essentially. After we got beat down on the head with with sticks pretty much by the principal and vice principal, we came out yeah. of it going, you know what? We could do with this them. at home. We can, we'll do it ourselves. We'll do it all yeah. by ourselves. We don't need you. We don't need any of your help. We'll do it by ourselves. And we started with the process of kind of reinventing the podcast. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, our one of our original founders, the guy who pretty much gave a name <laughs> to this podcast, dropped out. So give us give us your reason there, Presley. Oh, you've put me on the spot, man. No, man, yeah. I have to. What you, what you, you say? left me there. I'm like, oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't like it. Oh, there you I, have it, ladies like and gentlemen. This this guy did not like the podcast after he did four episodes. Of <laughs> I, I I I fell in love with the podcast, man. It was my it was, it was my all baby. Like, if the podcast was a woman, I <laughs> would have put a ring on it. Man. I'm telling you right now. I wonder where this I, is going. <laughs> I fell. Uh, I fell in love with the podcast, man. Like at first, you know me, man. I wasn't really enthusiastic about the podcast uh like at, at very very first like when you told me about it like yeah let's do a school podcast i was like yeah really no I, I don't then we got to it and then i really enjoyed the conversations with the teachers i really enjoyed it was very entertaining as well not only to the people but to us it was a good time we got out of some classes that we didn't like uh, oh yeah I won't mention the, the teacher's name, okay? Uh, but uh, it, it was good. But when, when she told me that, you know, because I thought it was going to be like us hosting for the school, um, entertaining. Like you told me, like students were coming yep. to us. Uh, students were coming there like, oh, we want to hear it. what's going on, what's going on. And uh, we were telling them, man, it's going to be this, it's going to be this. They were so excited. And I was so excited that they were so excited. I was so happy that yeah. we're doing something for the school. I felt important, man. 
I felt needed, valued. That's why I say run for student council, man. Every day is like that. Nah, come on. Okay, man. Dylan's running for student council. Wait, I am. Um, <laughs> Never know. Yeah. This gonna year's going to be this. your last opportunity because yeah. yeah. sixth year, when you're doing your leaving cert, they don't let you in there. Uh, I, I remember so that. So when, um, when she told us no... It broke us. I'm not, I'm not gonna say that that kind of yeah. It it broke me, man. Like it broke me. It kind of just took away that enthusiasm, that optimistic side of me. Mm. So I I don't know. Like so, when you were like, let's do it independently. I I wasn't really sure. And I thought about the word sea shit as well, like the words online. I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable with the words I'm saying right now when I'm 27. When I'm looking for a job, you know, and they'll be like, oh, we heard you say this, this stuff. And we don't agree with that, a company policy. We don't agree with that. So we can't get you for this job. And I, I might change my opinions, you know, I'm always changing opinions. Everybody is. Uh, I don't really know if my opinions are, are so solid right now. So if so, if I'm like, oh, I hate religion, then I, I decide to become very religious in my late 20s. Then my church finds out, oh, this guy, he hates religion or some kind of opinion man it might change so I, w- I was scared about that like i think it's a very good idea and that's why i'm happy to be a guest here because i think it's a very good idea and i think you guys could make millions out of this that's man. what we said millions. about spotify keychains man look right so now it's, it's, and it's at the bottom of a dumpster 57 euros each sherry that's a start yeah okay let's just like, explain first what that even time. is in our school we started our own mini company and we made Spotify keychains. They were basically keychains, but you know the Spotify screen that you get where it says your song, we just took screenshots, kind of cut them out and put them into keychains and we sold them for three euro each and we made a good profit on it. It was split, uh, how, how, how many did we earn? How much money did we earn in the end? 57.578. Yeah. Uh, wow, you guys that, are three rich. people got that. Yeah. And Dylan came up with the how same much, idea. How much did you get, Dylan? Uh, uh, well, well, you get, Dylan? Yeah, no, it <laughs> became kind of a disaster. What we did, we did it slightly different. We'd cut out pieces of wood and we'd um, wood burn, like either designs, names or something into it. It was the same premise as yours, except with wood. And no one wanted to buy, literally no one. We, we got I saw three one sales. teacher buy it. That was it. Yeah, we, we got three sales. That's it. No one wanted to buy him. <laughs> they were so trash. I'm going to be honest. Wow. They looked trash from the angle I was looking at it. You know what? Since we're talking about mini company failures, I started a photography <laughs> business. I advertised everywhere and no one ended up actually knowing about it. And no one actually ended up getting it. So you made zero euros, zero cents? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, Over I the wa- whole of TY, nothing. Um, yeah, well, I wasn't ever really striving f- to become a business uh, major, so it, it didn't break my heart. I, I really mean, didn't care. You could have gotten some money. Look at us. We invested some and we got like 50 euro back, and I ended up buying this this Zoom right here. That's what I bought for my money. Mm-hmm. The only the thing, no. H1. The, the Zoom H1, and that's that what I used to record. Me as a person, uh, was the thing that invested all the money. All right. Oh, your partner <laughs> so, uh, didn't invest any money? No. What? Well, he shouldn't get any other profit either. Did you give something to him? No. Yeah, exactly. How yeah. much did you put in did and how much did you get back? back? Well, we put in around 35 euro and we got back seven. Nice. <laughs> Negative seven, that's your total. Wow. I put no money whatsoever into my photography business because I have all the equipment anyway. Presley, how much did we put? All it was was me printing off posters that I spent hours making in Photoshop. Wow. We put over, well, over 35 euro. I think it was like 30. 30? Like 15, 15 for, for the, the pen. That, 15 yeah. for the pen. We we bought a, and listen to this, we bought a pen off of Amazon that no. we were going to use. It was four, it was 40, 40, 40 euros. That's what I was just trying. 20, first time, yeah. like 20 dollars. And we time. bought the pen off of Amazon. We got it. We took the cap off and the pen was broken. <laughs> wow. It was literally, it was broken. We couldn't use the pen. So we just wasted nice. 15 euros from nice. Amazon. 
Oh boy. Yeah, but our partner was a genius yeah. man. He came up with the idea. Good, good on him. Genius. He got hair now, so good on him, well no, he, yeah. you don't know who he is. Anyway, back barber. on track. How this podcast came to be. Yeah. How this what? How this podcast came to oh, be. Oh yeah, we th- we then basically reinvented the podcast. Uh, Presley disappointed me by dropping out. He ditched us there. Then yeah, I got together to with David. Side. I pitched the idea to David and Dylan, Sorry, and we guys. all were fine with it. We were happy with it, and we were all excited. So we went ahead I with it. I wasn't actually. I'll be honest. Um, at the start of this, I wasn't too enthusiastic. I thought it would flop as well, but for different reasons. Uh, like scheduling, for example, Shari moved into a computer screen. Presley yeah. wasn't there anymore. Well, it, wa- it wasn't, it wasn't going to be the same, you know, and uh, I wasn't too enthusiastic. I thought it would fail for other reasons. I was nervous about it too towards but, the start because it was a brand new thing. We weren't doing it in a cr- controlled environment in school. It was This was just us on our own. And I remember... The first ever episode, it took us a very long time to figure this out. Uh, we did the researching, we did the, the whole entertainment part, and I came over to your house. I, I, you took, you brought me to your house, didn't you, David? Yeah. You were yeah. on the bus, you came. Uh, we even met one of, I met one of my previous classmates, you met one of your classmates. Remember? We had a whole conversation with her oh, about... Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. That was yeah. interesting. Then we got to his house. He, David lives in a place where there's a really steep hill that goes up to his house. <laughs> yeah. And you have to go up it and it takes a very long time. So by the time you're up there, you're takes pretty much... It takes about 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you're out of breath, really. I was out of breath at least. Yeah. And we got in there and we did the podcast in, in, in his shed. Uh, and turns out the podcast was quite shitty. We had yeah. completely <laughs> fallen out, not as in like fallen out as friends, but we were just out of it. Uh, the rhythm that you're in when you're doing podcasts, because you're you're comfortable enough talking to a microphone. I I was no longer comfortable talking to a microphone. I I just wasn't. I got way too nervous. Podcast was all over the place, pretty much. It it just wasn't yeah as good as we yeah, wanted it I to be. Yeah, I think we spent about an hour on the entertainment section, and then we didn't get through the. Uh, through the philosophy section, which we spent about 10, 15 minutes on at that point. That was annoying. Because the neighbors started blaring music. Yeah, so. I remember Frank that. Frank started playing new music. Yeah, Frank Yeah. Um, no, what was annoying me the most uh, that day is uh, we didn't get past the entertainment section. I tried to, uh, like half an hour in, I tried to introduce the actual philosophy part. And you just went like, that's, that's not good. We'll just keep going, just keep going. And i like... It, it wasn't good. It was <laughs> not good at all. It was not up to, up to our usual quality. So we ended up scrapping but that. that. We got said, home. We didn't have a usual quality back then, in fairness. That, <laughs> said, that said, we did kind of need this failure to kind of get us back into the rhythm we have. We couldn't have gotten back into the rhythm without completely flopping first. That is a complete. That that is not true. Uh, what happened was it was just a lack of communication. Um, we, we, we didn't pre-prepare together at all. We did our separate research, but together we, we didn't talk about it properly like we Realistically, do now. Realistically, Dylan, look, you cannot look me through the computer screen and tell me you do the research. <laughs> it's sharp. I do the research. Wait. I do, I the, do research. the research. <laughs> I, I am the guy. Oh, sorry, I'm blowing up to my Actually, it's Sherry who does I, most uh, of the bro, research. Yeah, Sherry. In fairness to Sherry, he does pos- most of podcast. the research. No. Yeah, he does most research, but I do my bits and bobs. Um, no, man, this guy shows up. You freestyle. He has Dylan. attitude. You freestyle. He sits there, makes jokes. I stress about shit, and then he leaves the podcast, and I'm left with editing a two-hour podcast. I come back to David's uh, house and Dylan's house, and we re- we plan on redoing the podcast, and that's what we ended up doing. And this time, we did it in uh, David's room, and it worked out brilliantly. Like if you listen to the first episode, especially the philosophical part of it, I'm really, really, really happy about it. It was yeah. very good. And then I came for the second episode and then we did the third episode with Presley, where you just heard snippets of him saying, yes, ha, hum. That was pretty much it. That was the introduction to him. Okay, Sharon. But okay. Uh, I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, that was it. And then we finally got into the rhythm of things and we started editing more and... You know, here we are. Here we are now on pretty much the last episode of this season. 
So I'm just going to barge in here and say that we're now moving on to philosophy. Yeah, we <laughs> right. also want to thank Presley. Presley, man, thank you for coming. This was amazing. Uh, yes. You know, seeing you uh, back awesome here again. Back. All of us yeah. in in the same room, even though we're through the screen, you know, all of us sitting there again. It kind of reminds me of the the, the original thought for thought. Yeah. Yes. So once again, thank yeah, you very, yeah. very much, Presley, and we hope to have you on during season two too. So thank you. Yeah. That Brilliant. would be absolutely great. We'll see you. Any final comments, Presley, before you go? Thank you, Matt. Any uh, final final comments? I don't know, man. What a comment. Uh, <laughs> love you. Oh, thank you, guys. Damn, bro. Getting a little bit sus here. There goes. <laughs> Jesus, that was that was pretty this, brute force right yeah, there. Yeah, we, we just ended on a sus note, man. <laughs> All right, Presley. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Okay, man. See ya. Bye. Bye. Let's start by taking a trip kind of halfway across the globe up to America. Uh, a little country, very little country named the United States of America. Now, in these United States of America, there was a gorilla murdered. Um, he was killed by a zookeeper in 2016 in response to a situation wherein a child may or may not have been in danger. It was handled roughly by the gorilla. A lot of people were shocked, even outraged, when they heard about his death. And the response to this gorilla's death was so strong that this guy, well, he, he frankly, he, he faced some backlash. Um, yeah, backlash, <laughs> probably on Twitter. No, definitely on Twitter. Rip Harambe and that sort of thing. I, actually, <laughs> um, there, there, there was a, an uh, erotica written about it. So uh, <laughs> it was written by Harambe um, had an erotica written by um, a writer, and I don't think this is the real name of the guy, but um, Richard Stroker. <laughs> so, so um, is it not a bit strange that we kind of react with this shock and horror when we hear about this majestic gorilla being killed? And, and apart from that, you know, we... You know, we, we have the same reaction with kittens, little puppies, but we don't have this reaction when, say, a pig or a cow or a duck or a chicken or a sheep is slain. Why is that? I mean, how can we kind of harmonize these strong feelings many of us have about certain animals, mainly the cute ones like kittens, puppies, with the... the way we actually use animals in our town uh in our in, you know own lives um most of us kind of think nothing of just using the animals and most of the time this results in one way or another in the animal getting hurt or harmed or killed that's so true Are and you're completely free. right all, because we are at the end of the day using something uh, that they're producing and obviously we can't get permission from the, the cow to give us milk but the cow has to give us milk and while I was kind of doing my research I found a couple of interesting uh, points here about how animals are treated um, for our own sake or when we benefit from them and uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie some of these examples really after I read a couple of articles it gave me a very bad taste in my mouth because I I, I look at certain things differently now so but here are the examples so a common method for testing cosmetics or makeup is it usually kind of involves getting a, a rabbit or a bunny restraining the rabbit or the bunny and then putting the the specific product into their eyes and they usually leave it for a set amount of time and they wash oh, it out to see the rabbits yeah. don't have tear ducts do they no no the rabbits don't have tear ducts at all so Shoot. what happens is that the, unlike humans we can kind of blink our eyes and whatever's in our eyes just kind of falls out eventually but mm. they can't do that and what happens is that if they do go blind let's say the product is faulty and they do go blind 
then they're euthanized. They're blinded. Oh. They're blinded, and then they're euthanized. And the same goes for chickens. Like in certain parts of the world, what they do is that they take chickens, they put them in like these really tiny cages, and each cage or each bird kind of occupies a space of a standard piece of paper or printer paper. And their what? beaks are also cut off. Uh, so they don't peck each other. And when they're no longer laying eggs, well, they're killed. Now, we would never, ever, ever think uh, to do this to another human being. But why do we do it to animals? Even though we ourselves are animals, we treat other animals differently. And the question, the, the real question here is, so how do we let ourselves even do that? How did we even come to this point? Right, well, um, first of all, I'd like to say I don't agree with this kind of cosmetic treatment. Uh, I didn't hear of it before while doing this podcast, but I certainly don't agree with it. Um, and I, I, I'd like to ask uh, anyone who wears makeup, uh, if... Aren't it you wearing lipstick today? No. No, okay. You know, oh my god! <laughs> natural lips. Um, oh yes, if we if we don't do this sort of testing, this will happen to humans. Like especially in something like the medical industry, if we don't test our medicines um, on animals, it's not allowed to go to human testing. Um, now you asked me. Uh, you you asked in general, just everyone. Why, why we treat other species different to our own species? And uh, then I'll ask you, why do foxes treat foxes differently than they treat rabbits? Um, because it's nature, really. We, we, we don't go to... Um, we, we don't go to a gorilla. Uh, I'll just pick a gorilla. And try to be friends with it because it's not in their nature to be... Fr- no, we don't. It's not in their nature to be friends with us. We go to the zoo, we oogle at it. And but you're you telling me I cannot have a gorilla bestie. If my bestie is a gorilla, how dare you I tell mean, me I can? if you work in a zoo, yeah, then you, you get really close with animals. get a relationship right, with but the animals. You might end up even going home with but a gorilla. But isn't the zoo hard? No. <laughs> it, 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 isn't the way a zoo works horrible? You take something out of a wild habitat. But then that's another you, argument um, for another day. That, that could be a whole podcast, like whether zoos are ethical or not. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but I'm just saying. But no, 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 no. Just let me speak. Um, I'm just saying it, it's both impractical and it would be a massive drain on our economy to go out and build houses for different animals. Build a house, put a fox in it, and tell me how it survives, right? Um, each species, each animal has its own needs for living. And we, let's say, have a cat or a dog for a pet. These cats and dogs have evolved over many, many years to rely on humans, at least some of them, like chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. And um, if we were to then throw them out into the wild because it's unethical to own living beings, they they die. Like straight away, they just yeah. Be but they would die murdered. only because they've been brought up not in the natural world, but in an artificial world. So you're well, telling me it is then ethical? It is more ethical to go let them die now than to keep them living and own them as pets. I mean, it can depend on the breed. Right, yeah, purebred dogs are inbred many, many years ago. Uh, and, and and fair enough, they do feel a lot of pain just by living. But that is not the humans of now's fault. That is a past, way back human's mistake. And um, No, they're still being inbred today. Act that... Uh, you're saying that we need to treat them, um, that we need to treat all species, that we need to treat all species of animal the exact same. It, it, it's, it, it's completely dumb. 
But you know who would disagree with you, Dylan? There's a Australian philosopher called Peter Singer, and he kind of uses the word speciesism to explain this. And now you may ask to all the people listening, what does speciesism even mean? Well, I got this uh, definition off of Google, and it means giving preference to our own species over another in the absence of morally irrelevant differences. Peter Singer also reminds us that there was once a time when most people thought it was completely normal and right for members of one group to literally own members of another group based on a morally irrelevant difference, their skin color. And today, many of the members of the oppressors, oppressors group look back at the actions of their ancestors in in horror and shame. And, well, Singer predicts that there will one day be a day when our own ancestors will look back at us and, and go... What the hell were these people doing? So basically, in a in a nutshell, in a nutshell, nutshell. Well, basically, in a nutshell, what Singer is trying to say is that it's, if it's not okay to do to a human, it's not okay to do to an animal. Now, you might completely agree with Singer because who doesn't love cats and kittens? Who doesn't love puppies? But think about it. Do you really truly agree with him? Do you really think that uh, they should be treated equal to humans? Well, if you do agree that, that we should treat all cases alike and that a difference in treatment requires a morally relevant difference, not an irrelevant difference, then you have to identify the differences that justify treating non-human animals in the way that we do, that we would never subject humans to. And how do we do that? Well, how do we figure out what that uh, morally relevant difference is? Well, a lot right. of people would say that it's uh, intelligence. Mm. Okay. I mean, there, there really isn't a question that, as a species, our intelligence trumps that of almost every other species on the planet, if not every other species. And we don't really normally think that intelligence is a good way of deciding for how you get treated. I mean, there's dystopian novels, um, and you, you kind of... Uh, told me about this, uh, Sherry. Dystopian novels like uh, Brave New World, yeah, that's, which that's kind a good of bring book. out, yeah, which bring out kind of um, an intuitive distaste that we have for the kind of intelligence-based system uh, that's kind of uh, thought of there. Um, Okay, well, one response might be to argue that the difference in intelligence between kind of the smartest and least intelligent humans is much smaller than the gap of intelligence between humans and other species. Uh, looking at it rationally, it's, it's not true. Uh, sure, m most humans kind of fall within the same general range of intelligence, but some humans are profoundly, and I'm trying to use the correct terminology here, cognitively disabled. Um, and some animals, particularly primates, uh, kind of chimps and gorillas, might actually be, in certain cases, more intelligence, intelligent sorry, than those impaired humans. Um, and so the argument doesn't really hold up that way. But, you know, maybe you think we should treat other animals the way we do just because we can. Uh, I, I completely disagree with that, uh, what that response. But, because but you, listen, listen, Dylan, I think you might agree with this uh, American philosopher. His name is Carl Cohen, and he calls himself a proud species. And he argues that every species, species is struggling to claw its way to the top, and that's how it should be. He also says that, uh, you know, every species ought to be concerned about protecting itself. And since, since humans are currently at the top, well, that kind of means that we're the best. So we can pretty much do whatever we want to other beings. But the problem with this reasoning is that if you'd almost certainly not be okay if you weren't a member of the privileged species, if you were, let's say, a dog, you wouldn't be too, if you were um, a, in a dog's body with a human brain and the dog was controlling you, you certainly would not be too happy. And if let me I remind you that... But let wait. me remind you that this exact argument was given by... Um, slave owners at one point to justify their domination of people from you know African uh, from the African continent and indigenous people in South East, Southeast now, Asian hold up, people hold up, hold up, hold up. 
Yeah. We, we, we do. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that quote unquote speciesism and racism are two completely different things, right? Uh, racism, they, they decided based on skin color, right? Uh, uh, and skin no, color listen, you don't is, really is, you, you don't really understand. They considered them non-human. No, they they, they, no, they, they, considered, they, they them, considered them animals, not human. That's why they treat them that way. They, that that was their justification that they are not human. So you want us to treat every animal out there like a human and consider them human? Is that what you're saying? I don't think they're human, but I do think they're animals, just like the rest of us, and should be treated as an animal. Right, then but you're how, an animal yourself. No, no, no. no. But how do you treat an animal? That, like like you you just leave it off into the wild right but what we do is we have pets and we have farms right uh, actually you know what happens to cows when you don't milk them no their otters literally expand in size and it's really painful um to the cows but, but what do you what happens to the cow if you cow if you over milk it no idea I'm guessing it's probably not something good. I haven't done my research either, but I'm guessing it's not that good. I don't think you can over milk something because there's only a certain amount of milk inside. It'll probably cause um, some pain. Um, in da Dave, especially you can't extract the something that is not there. You try to you extract a metal to. ball out of a jar when there's no metal think ball in the it, jar. Think about you it. cannot woman, do it. A woman is breastfeeding her child she runs out of milk now the baby is trying to continue getting milk out of her chest but the problem is that there is no supply so this might cause some irritation discomfort or pain yeah no i was trying to make the point no 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 i was trying to make the point that you small a lot of animals need humans to survive no. this what yes. the example. Yeah, okay we we the do understand i get you no, no I, I get I you okay so i gave that example cats would the, the three kittens that i have out there would not survive in the wild the little that's chihuahua only because dogs they were brought up indoors have, no, there no. are cats the, the that have been specifically bred people, to be no, no. to be no. house cats that's it no um the little chihuahua dogs yes that that exist that that humans can own right not to do work but just as a pet to play with them to feed them to love them right big difference between uh big difference between owning a pet and owning a slave right you you love you love that animal you take yeah. care of it slave owners didn't do that 100 percent. Um, i agree with you on that no, no no let me finish um you see that dog, that chihuahua, would not be able to survive in the wild, even if it was born in the wild. Because it's yeah, so small okay. and it's such... Okay. It, it is an aggressive dog. Going back and to the cow, no. you didn't let me finish that. A cow uh, no. only needs to be milked because the calf is taken away. Yes, uh, eventually everything through natural selection will unfold and work out. So that's the end of that. Let's move on. So now, you're saying you'd rather let the chihuahua out there die alone through natural selection than let us keep it as a pet? I never said that. I'm Listen, man, when but I do this podcast, I'm, to exp I'm trying to teach people something here. That's my point. I'll give my own opinion towards the end. That's what I do. Right. Certain people uh, would also argue that uh, this is the way it's always been. Like you humans have always been on top. And if you look at it, arguments from tradition are always philosophically suspect. Because the mere fact that something has happened for such a long period of time does not say anything about whether it's good. Hold up a second. Isn't that the argument that slave owners used? Exactly, that's the argument. It's it's been the same for so long, isn't it? Yeah, but I already told you that that the difference between owning slaves and owning a pet, the way we treat our pets, it's a lot different. 
Uh, I, I'm just saying you're bringing a very extreme example. No, no, no. Into okay, this, okay. You know? we'll tone down the example there. But listen, the reason I'm I'm using the slavery example is because it's literally we own pets. We own another living animal. We say, oh, right. that dog is mine. We own the slave. And that we is my dog. the slave out to work. We sent the slave out to work. We whip the slave. We own a dog. We love the dog. No, no, it, it does not matter. The but the simple, the, simple the, mere, the simple mere fact idea is that this piece of living creature is mine. I own this. No, you don't own your kid. Okay. You don't own your dog. The dog is its own being and so is a child. Uh, end of this argument, we're moving on. If you disagree with, uh, with me or Dylan, just, just put your rant down in the comment too. So, like I said, if, if something has been going on for a long period of time, does not necessarily mean it's right. Tradition does not always mean it's okay. Uh, but it's true that humans have been dominating non-human animals for a very, very long time. And it's in many parts of the world, part of our cultures and entire lives are based on it. Uh, I usually think of farmers, ranchers, fishers and so on. And once again, I, I keep going back to the argument in, used in defense of slavery that uh, abolition of slavery was quite costly economically and, and a huge disruption to the slave-owning culture that had been so... Uh, that had been so prosperous for hundreds and hundreds of years, but we can all agree, looking back at it, that it was worth it. So actually, uh, I do have another argument, and I think it is a pretty strong argument, and that's for the use of non-human animals. Um, and it's the argument of need, right? So most people kind of believe that we're justified in doing what it takes in order to just survive and in fact you know it's even okay to kill other people that as long as it's in self-defense you can kill another human yeah I, I would i would you know yeah i would kind of stand back no i wouldn't stand back i'd stand by on this one i think for self-defense if you're in a position where it's you versus another guy and one of you is gonna die uh i would give it my all uh, even probably killing the other person. I think a lot of people would agree, don't you think? Yeah. And thing is, this argument doesn't justify animals for non-necessary things like cosmetics testing. Oh, yeah, but no, not eating at all. is a necessity, so there's nothing wrong with eating animals, right? Well, there there may be a bit of an issue, and that is that people can be healthy without uh, without meat, it's more difficult to achieve and it probably involves exporting and importing foods which may not be the environmentally best thing to do but you can survive without killing an animal unless you're out in the wild in the middle of nowhere and you have no choice so there's a philosopher named Singer and he says we should Peter kind Singer, of talk yeah. about the treatment of non-human animals in terms of an equal consideration of your interests. Well, so wait, if, uh, what is the equal consideration of interests? I mean, um, so it's kind of identical interests should be given equal weight irregardless of what type of being they kind of occur in. So let's make an example here. Uh, let's say that you are trapped in a room with a pig and you have no other choice to survive but to eat this pig. Now, this pig has food for itself, but it would poison you. It wouldn't poison the pig. The pig is interested in eating its food and you are interested in surviving. Now, in this case, you eating the pig um, might be a much shorter death than uh, just you starving. Mm. So the pig would suffer, but it wouldn't suffer as much as you would have suffered had you uh, eaten it or not eaten it. So, uh, you know, there, there is that argument to be made. Um, and I think it's very, very valid. Uh, if if you need to survive, you need to do what you need to do. It I, could scare you for life or whatever. 
but it's better than just dying. So, of course, humans have all sorts of interests that uh, animals don't really have. Well, we're animals ourselves, but let's say non-human animals don't have. Uh, some of us have interest in going to college, university, maybe get married, have kids. Well, that's animals do also want to have kids. But, uh, but non-human animals don't really have an interest in going to university, do they? Or they don't have an interest in voting for whatever political party they support. Uh, so we don't really have an, any interest in doing those things or any obligation to help them out when it comes to those things. But there is one thing that we, there's this one interest that we all share, and that is in avoiding pain. Now, before I jump into, you know, the, the interests of avoiding pain, I just want to give you a definition of something that I learned quite recently. I had heard of it, but I never knew what it actually meant. Uh, this is a philosophy of utilitarianism. And this is a definition I've got off, off of Google. And I quote, utilitarianism is a family of normative ethical theories that prescribe actions that maximize happiness and well-being for all affected individuals. So... In more simpler terms, I guess it means that it is basically a philosophy that looks at ethical theories um, that prescribe actions. So they come up with actions that uh, kind of, uh, or come up with uh, ways of living that kind of maximize the happiness and well-being for all humans. And Singer's utilitarian ancestor, Jeremy Bentham, said that the question is not, can they reason? nor can they talk, but rather can the an non-human animals themselves suffer. Because I think That's we're all alike in our... argument. Yeah, it is a good argument. It's, it's a very nice saying too. And I think we're all alike in our capacity to suffer and in our, in our desire to avoid suffering. And if you think about it, like we as humans uh, live all our lives making decisions that would cost, uh, cost us the least pain or the least amount of discomfort. Life is all about avoiding pain and maximizing uh, pleasure. That's what we want as humans. And utilitarians like Bentham and Singer say that we need to equally consider the interests of uh, human interests over non-human uh, interests. To be clear, as utilitarians, uh, these thinkers would never out and out uh, uh, put out a prohibition on the use of non-human animals. But they're against the thinking uh, assumption that animals are at our disposal since they're in the group of things that feel like humans. They must be factored into the utilitarian calculus. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, good point, actually. Uh, why not eat the cat? Uh, I, I think this boils down to people's emotions, their mm -hmm. emotional response to their own animal. You know, some people, some people have no problem trying different exotic meats. I mean, you, um, you know, you go to, um, let's take the, uh, COVID-19 outbreak for a second. Um, now, you know, people said, oh, the Chinese are eating bats. No, it was a delicacy in a very small part of China. And that was kind of blown out of proportions. But you can see that people eat all kinds of meat. And it boils down probably to the fact that um, that you have an emotional attachment to the yeah. animal. And that's why you it know? was hard. Uh, it might be hard for you to eat mittens because yeah. uh, reason. I mean, if there, you look at it there rationally, is one like, other reason. There is one other reason. Maybe you just don't like cat meat. Yeah, that too. But like, yeah. <laughs> if you look at it rationally, it can't be about harming uh, mittens because mittens already dead. She can't feel pain. Mm. But like David said there, maybe you're kind of appealing to some sort of principle of respect. Respect isn't emotionally. You'll say, okay, I love this cat so much. Now I can't even think about um, yeah. eating yeah. it. But we and do I mean, know my, that some cultures, they kind of think, a few months ago. Yeah. I wouldn't have eaten her. If I was yeah, in because a you had that emotional situation, connection. I probably wouldn't. Well, if I was dying, maybe. Because I wouldn't be inflicting pain on her. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that the dog would have approved of eating just to survive. If I was yeah, dead I mean, yeah. and the dog was dying, dying of starvation, she'd eat me too. She you would. Know? 
she that's would right. but you know we know that uh, in certain parts of the world that's that's what the culture is like when when uh, the best way to respect the dead in their eyes is to consume their own flesh now i want to I give mean, you there is a difference there 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 is a difference there and that's cannibalism uh has yes some health issues involved with it. Now, I, I didn't really expect this to come up, so I didn't do any research on that. But um, I heard or read or saw somewhere that um, cannibalism uh, can cause some serious health side effects. I haven't done my research either, but yeah. you know, let us know if it actually is true. But I want to yeah. give you some time to kind of uh, think about why we think a certain way like why wouldn't you eat your dead cat even though rationally speaking if you put your emotion aside it makes no sense why you wouldn't eat it because she's already dead and she can't feel pain so if you're not you're not only eating her because you have a thing against cats in particular but you're kind of okay with eating other animals like you're yeah. okay with eating a dead cow you're okay with eating a dead chicken that to many people might seem a pretty uh, pretty specious and it's just that species it's just that the species that you're giving preference to are both humans and cats but you're still a species because you only care about humans and cats yeah so as we kind of near towards the end of our podcast singer has given us some pretty strong reasons to kind of re reevaluate our treatment of non-human animals but you still might be sitting there thinking that why should i care what if I don't care uh, uh, that I'm a species? What if I what if I think you know what? I'm a human. I'm more intelligent. I've been on top for so many centuries. Why should I care? You might also say like you know I like I like eating meat. I like the taste of meat. I love the taste of meat. I love the taste of beef. And I also I feel mean, no shame about it because everybody I know around me also eat eats meat too. Yeah. I, I mean, many people do like the taste of meat. I wouldn't pass down a, a nice bit of meat. You know, it, I do like it. Yeah, it is tasty. It, yeah, it's tasty. The reason this is a bit problematic is because of a couple of reasons, really, because the thing is that philosophers want you to be consistent with your beliefs. They want you to think about why you think it would be wrong to eat your cat or why you wouldn't eat dog meat if it was served to you or why you were uh, upset about Harambe. And yet you have no problem eating, let's say, uh, bacon, even though dogs and pigs have the same level of cognition and awareness. That's an important, uh, you know, thing to ask yourself. Like, why, why is that? And I think Singer gave reasons for it and let us know if you agree with it or not. Uh, philosophers also want you to be able to justify your actions. Philosophy is all about that, to kind of give reasons for what you do. So if you're saying that reasons don't really matter and you're just doing it just to do it, then your actions are kind of internally inconsistent. And then not only are you not doing philosophy, well, you're sort of opting out of rational discourse altogether. These reasons don't matter, then why should any reasons matter? If you're going to do whatever yeah. the hell you want to do, do whatever the hell you want to do. Don't stop at certain things. Be consistent. For example, like if somebody wanted to be a racist or a homophobe or a sexist and you're comfortable with it and the people that you hang uh, out with have those attitudes too, well, the conversation's sort of over, isn't it? I can't sit there and argue that, you know, racism or homophobia or sexism is a bad thing. When everybody around you is doing it, around you is doing it, you think it's perfectly okay. And it's yeah. kind of hard sometimes to have these realizations to kind of uh, scrutinize your own actions, not just regarding non-human animals, but in most areas of your life. It's hard to sit down and go, okay, I have to put all of my beliefs on the table, even my most sacred beliefs, and rationally work through them. Okay, so Sherry, that was very, very interesting. Now I'm going to do something I haven't done before and ask um, you... Any final thoughts? Well, um, I guess my final thoughts is like I didn't give them before because I usually save them for the end because I want to be completely as non-biased yeah. as I can be. Personally, I think that we as humans hold no right over any animal. I would probably put myself in singer's position. Now, I try my best 
because I do consider myself as being a vegetarian, even though I'm not a strict vegetarian, I do eat meat, but I do eat it occasionally, not that often. Yeah. And singer's philosophy is where I would kind of align myself. I think we don't own animals. I think they're, yeah. we ourselves are animals, humans. So to say that I own a dog or, you know, this animal is mine or this kid is mine, like the same way you don't own your kid. Your kid is your kid. He's his, he or she is his own being. You can't go, okay, this is my kid. Yes, you can say, I birthed that kid, but that kid is not yours. And the same goes for the animal too. The, the animal is not yours, it's an animal itself. And yeah, when it comes to, you know, the, the, the rational thoughts where why wouldn't you eat your cat example, um, I would probably say that emotionally speaking, no, I would not be able to cut my cat open and eat it for dinner. That I just could not do it. But rationally looking at it, I see, I see no reason not to do it. It's the cat is perfectly fine unless it has you know some sort of disease. I don't see why I couldn't do it. Um, that's pretty much where I stand on. And I do understand Dylan's argument there that uh, he said, emotionally looking at it, he can't, you know, ever rationalize eating his own dog or cat. I mean, that's just normal, really, isn't it? I mean. I I don't think any of us would eat our own pets. It no, would be difficult. I don't think yeah. farmers... Now, I could be completely wrong saying this, but I don't think most farmers will eat the livestock that they send to the slaughterhouse. They'll take it from the supermarket. And I mean, there are things we can do to help the problem. If we do get meat, get it where it's ethically sourced from a proper yes. butcher um, and all those things. These are kind of the things you might learn in home economics. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess just proceed with caution, really. Um, if you get a pet, adopt one, adopt yes, a exactly. rescue animal. Don't buy one from some breeder when yeah, you know, this dog could have been inbred for many, many generations that you see before you um, just for the purpose of being a pedigree. You know what, I, I just want to add something before we end this off or we finish this off is that I am completely against the use of uh, chemicals and in, in, uh, chemicals used on animals for, for us to be buying it eventually i'm completely against that i don't think uh product should be put into rabbit sides it's it's completely ethically and morally it is put it simply wrong yeah i i agree there too okay. and dylan made it quite clear earlier uh that it's wrong as well now he had to go unfortunately um and we don't have another opportunity to record this so yeah it's a bit unfortunate that uh, dylan left there but just to let the listeners know that this is our final episode. We finally made four episodes. We edited them. We sat down. We woke up early in the morning and we finally got them done. And this is going to be our final episode for this season. But don't you worry. We'll be back in one month's time. And the reason we're taking a month, not a couple of weeks, is because school is opening up for us and life is slowly but surely getting back to normal. But we will be back and we will be back with more episodes. And as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you give us five stars on whatever podcast I've been listening to. And we hope you enjoyed it. And sorry for any audio problems. Like I said, last podcast, we're still learning. We're still going through it. Um, and until next time, take it easy. Take care. Goodbye.